sunshine coming through my blinds, I'm living, but really though, it's never enough. Ten billion, that's a must. Living in California, everybody wanna visit for. They come for. And welcome to another great episode of my so-called Ellie Life, a podcast dedicated to the realities and documentations of living in Los Angeles and all its glorious bullshit. Also, your survival guide on how to survive, again, survive, survive. the mean streets of L.A. My name is the most fabulous Puerto Rican <laughs> Latina in this city, Natalia. And right in front of me, I have my lovely co-host and producer. Eric Sanchez, still here. You're still here. Still we just here. we just came to a conclusion that Eric Sanchez does not know how to do recreational drugs. Okay, so I used to be like really good, <laughs> I, and 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 actually I I wasn't I wasn't very good. That's this a lie. Man- That's a lie. I've always been really horrible at it, but um, I for some reason think like. I could have these little last hurrahs here and there. And every time I do, I have like a mental breakdown. I get phone calls. Can't handle it. I'm like angry texts. Like day and night and angry texts because he is an emotional wreck. Like, I don't know what's going on. You're supposed to go out to have a good time. You're not supposed to go out to have like a good time. No, when I go out, I get fucking angry as fuck. I look around and I'm like, I hate all you people. Um, the fact that I'm here makes me more of a loser than you are. You know what I mean? Like, well, usually it's because when we go out, we're definitely the oldest people in the crowd. Maybe we need to find like older people in their forties because we're. So I'm 32. You're 37. Yes. So you're 37. Maybe we need to hang out with people that are 42 to 49 whose lives are super messed up, so that way we feel better about ourselves. Or or not actually, <laughs> or not like I just I or don't... just better our own lives. Yeah, but or that's just, the like... hardest thing to do. Yeah, and that's why we go out to like distract ourselves from the fact that the other shit's kind of fucking weird. So, yeah, I just I'm not good anymore. I think I should just drink water, um, an occasional soda, and smoke weed, and that's it. Okay, I'll you can do that's that. That's me. You can you, you can please <laughs> continue to do cocaine. That's fine. I am I'm just not saying, doing me personally, this constantly. When I am under the influence of multiple drugs at the same time it's just not a good look for me or anyone around me or my fucking family or like anyone within earshot so that's that hey okay so let's get back to business so what's back been going what's been going on you know i've been very concerned about social media lately and i'm gonna keep it real and you're probably thinking like oh my god the thoughts more thoughts more asses yeah i'm not too concerned about that no we're that. over that now that's yeah, that's, that's, that's like school. 2 2016 come exactly. on exactly all those asses have dropped already no one cares exactly i'm more concerned about this facebook live i feel like um lately there's been a lot of flack and a lot of backlash of this you know they thought facebook live was going to be the next wave era of social media and it completely backfired on mark zuckerberg and he definitely does not have a heart on anymore like Mark Zuckerberg was the most powerful boy for the last ten years. Yeah, he's he's you know, he Facebook really was. has been has been the only way that people are staying connected with yeah, their, with their families with each other. I just got hit up today by a dude that I literally haven't seen since high school, and the last time I kind of heard about him, I heard he went crazy, 
And then he hits me up, and I'm like, this crazy motherfucker. And he's like, normal. And I was like, hey, Facebook. Because he stopped being on Facebook. But let me tell you something. No, but Facebook has been known. You know, it started as sharing, and then and then it continued to break up families and relationships. And then, of course. And then the new era of Facebook, which was information gathering and sharing and articles, and that's how you realize what happens around the world. Yeah, um, because it was like it was like a my it was Friendster. I was on Friend. Remember Friendster. There was Friendster. Did you guys have Friendster? In Puerto Rico? No. No, probably not. Okay. We had ICQ, though. No, you guys had, no, you guys had, um, like... Uh, cans. We had cans, too. <laughs> you had cans and the homing pigeon. <laughs> right? And smoke signals. Definitely. So, look. So, Friendster, right? Then it went to MySpace. And then, like, right before that was, like, the Yahoo Chats, right? And then you said uh, ICM. ICQ. ICQ, which is... Was like an AOL adjacent yeah. type situation. Yeah, and then you had the AOL thing. Then you had AOL and all that, but it evolved, I guess, um, you know, into Facebook. And Facebook is kind of everything. It's like it really is. They connect you with your family, cheat on your wife, like share new music, uh, comment to a politician, add your business. Like it's yeah. actually like the Sell world. Sell something. It's, it's, it's like the world in a little. You know, in a, yeah, and in, in, in your fingertips. But lately, exactly. what I'm more concerned about has been all these uh, suicides, rapes, uh, murders that have been going on on social media. And this is when it gets scary. Right. Now, social media has always played on the psyche of the mentally unstable. It really has. It, it really always kind of like. If you're not mentally stable and you're not an adult and you're not really mature, social media will get the best of you. Right. And it usually does. That's when you start like hitting up other people and DMing people crazy stuff and is stalking and oh, all. You mean like me on drugs? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much you this text. weekend. But now it's getting to the point where we have mothers drowning their children on social media. I don't know how many murders and suicides I've seen that have been televised. And I'm, I'm just wondering, like, why is like, this why is happening? Like, why so, is this happening? So when Facebook, like, unveiled uh, the Facebook uh, Live thing and all that kind of stuff, um, yeah. and streaming, you know, I obviously have a production company, and this is what we deal with all the time, right? And I'm, like, yeah. seeing trends and all this kind of shit. So, like, the live streaming thing, you know, I traveled up to San Francisco, did a live streaming thing for someone, and they were like, oh, we could just do it on YouTube or Facebook. And I was like, no, it's actually way more encompassing than that, right? But when you allow, like, the individual – okay, the internet's fucked up as it is. Uh, yeah, it is. Like, we know this, okay? The yeah. internet is like, is, like, the home of porn, okay? So – and look at that well, shit. Well, that, that's like what... The internet is 99% porn and weird shit like okay, that. So that okay, and so then 1% something useful. Right, so you start let's, something, let's... you start something which is, is like damn near the devil, and then now it grows <laughs> into what it is now. So if you go on Facebook and you allow people to go on live individuals, that means they can't be monitored. You don't know how old they are. You don't know why they're doing it. You don't... So it's... It's like the anti-Hollywood in a weird way, but it still provides you with like the gratification of being some kind of star, right? Yeah. You're allowed now to have that's, your own show. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's not good for the mentally unstable. It's not good for the mentally unstable, but half the mentally because they unstable... don't, they don't, they don't understand what they're doing. They think they're, they're. It's like notoriety. It's like they're, they're becoming. It's like salacious, scandalous, something that 
that might get them fame, but they don't know what they're doing is just creating a worse society because they like one uppers and and yeah, again but, uh, for the mentally unstable. But there's so many levels to it that have nothing to do with Facebook, but have to do with the media um, at large, right? So when you have a suicide freaking culture that you're constantly pushing, which is what Hollywood does, and it's in my opinion, but you can fucking look it up, look up songs. I mean, there's a new song by this little Uzi Vert little kid or whatever and it's like all my friends are dead like like they glorify this stuff then they have a bunch of little kids feeling completely alienated and alone and then you give them like a platform a, a platform yeah and, and say like hey do what you want with this like i know you think that the world hates you i know you can't find a job to save your fucking life yeah but you're you know also I mean? I you're also you're, eight, you're like eight, and you're eight 16 and, you're eight, and, and you're that 16, happens 18. that's exactly so what you have kid. to go through so look at this kid uh this dude Jared Macklemore uh, is having issues with his ex-girlfriend, um, which is probably she just doesn't want to be with him anymore, right? Yeah. So she's at work. He goes on Facebook Live, soaks himself in kerosene, lights himself on fire, <laughs> and then like runs into her work, into like into the bar she works, like running in there, like screaming, like. Okay, what let the me. Fuck? In in Latino culture, that's called love, or like yeah. or a proposal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. That means, That's why everyone That means there... we're going to be together forever. If you're willing to douse yourself in gasoline, kerosene, anything, black tar, and feather yourself and light yourself on fire and show up to my job professing your undying love to me, I will probably be with you forever. Okay, so there's Okay, so there's that dude, right? I mean, what the fuck was he thinking? Well, th this is the thing. It's just like now why Facebook Live because you want to be a, a, a musician. I was gonna say magician, but <laughs> you obviously failed at that because you couldn't even light yourself on fire. I, I I don't know. This is this is what I'm trying to get at. If they took away Facebook Live and if they took away that platform for yes. everybody to kind of like obviously live stream their own lives, do you think half of these things will be happening? Because I don't think so. And no, and that's and I that's don't, but and I that's think it where encourages. I come in and encourages for the mentally unstable and Mark Zuckerberg instead of kind of like realizing maybe this is not the right way to go about it and maybe we should shut this down because this is creating more hurt than anything and it's creating more like again we live in a society of everybody wants to be famous everybody wants to be social media famous everybody wants to one up everybody it's just creating a a, a weird the, competition of who, who's it. The craziest. If you listen to it these guys, it. if you listen to the Mark Zuckerbergs and all these like supposed well, geniuses, they all want to say this is natural. This stuff just happens because of technology. No, asshole. You guys created this fucking world. Yeah, you if can you stop it. Push one hit wonders. They push one hit wonders like crazy. The Cash Me Outside girl. You have endless amounts of people that do stupid shit and then make a lot of fucking money. Exactly. You know what that does to your brain if you're mentally unstable or if you just really so bad want to be famous because you've just been watching TV all the yeah. time and you see all these other fucking ratchets getting famous? Then you're like, yo, I got to do something big. Yeah. Let I got to do something big. Let me go kill my little baby. Like, let I'm me drown be, them. Like I'm going to be super infamous. We also live in a culture that completely glorifies serial killers and murderers yeah, and shit do. like that. Yeah, we do. Absolutely. Everyone watches murder shows. Everyone watches... <laughs> forensic files everyone's a, a damn detective killer couples is my favorite murderer. man killer couples i love killer kids <laughs> can't trust these kids you can't trust so, these kids so i'm saying like this is this is less about facebook and more about a society that glorifies all the wrong things and then tries to sit here and be like why is this yeah happening? but what i'm getting at and, and just to rebuttal that is 
the fact that the fact that they have that control and power in their hands to stop it. I feel like if it's stopped, maybe. And he's like, we're going to we're going to implement 3000 new monitors. Millions and gazillions of people are using Facebook Live at one given moment. And this is a true fact. Right. You're telling me a, a gazillion? Uh, yes. A gazillion. Is a that is an actual numerical term. Correct. <laughs> but all these people are actually they're using Facebook Live at one same time. You're telling me that 3000 people are supposed to monitor all this? I mean, it doesn't make sense. The no, number and how could you monitor it? The only way you could do this is like have some kind of personality test or something that people have to go through before they can they can even get access to Facebook Live or just don't have it. Like there's all there's already Instagram. Like now Facebook has stories, Facebook stories. Like What is Facebook stories? Okay, look. Instagram is, is cool because you follow, like, who you want to follow, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, if you like a specific type of whatever, you could follow that. And, yeah. And if you look at your feed, it'll translate, right? The stuff you like. You know, you could see kind of what people like. But you have the option. If I don't want to follow this fucking ugly people, I don't have to, right? <laughs> if I don't want to follow these beautiful people, I don't have to. If I don't want to follow, you know, skinny people, I don't have to. Yeah. I can just stick with weird athletes with big muscles or something, right? Exactly. So... But Facebook's not like that. Facebook is, like I said, the world. You know, like we walk outside here, all the fucking bullshit we see when we walk outside, we see the homeless dudes, we see the construction workers, yeah. we see all this fucking nonsense, the whores who live across the street. We see all this stuff, right? Yeah. That's Facebook Live. It's like, I cannot not watch if I, I you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this I, is like really happening. I don't need to see it on my phone and somebody in some yeah, other like, culture. It, it's like the platform for literally everything yeah, and everything and everybody. And, I don't and that's know. That's what Facebook stories is like. Yeah. I know I, you're my cousin, but like, I know where you live. I don't care. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like this is something that's, it's, it's just going to get worse. I, it, I don't know. Like, what is it going to take? Like, what extent, extent do we have to like take this whole Facebook live? How many people need to die and be raped and be the, I mean, somebody literally saw a car being pulled under in a lake and somebody was Facebook live streaming it as people were drowning inside the car. Are you fucking kidding me? So can we just have like, okay, so this is what I want to know then because whoever that person was, right. Who would pull out the phone and and, and, like, do this. It's not just that person. They're probably not mentally ill or whatever. So have we just created, like, a brainwashed fucking culture that thinks pointing out your phone first is the right thing to do? Because I don't know how many That's times... That's even scarier. I don't know how many times that I've seen something happening, stop what I was doing to go and help whatever it was, whether it's a car... And everybody's here. pulling out their phone for, like, YouTube and... and or like, Yeah. Wait, so then... Are you expecting to get some kind of like monetary thing? Like I'm gonna sell this to KTLA News or something? Like Absolutely, and no, and all the sponsors that you get that, that when you put it up in your YouTube channel and everything, you get money off of that. So people obviously, but I mean, the way of the world, people are making money out of others' misfortunes. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is America. Welcome to fucking Hollywood and welcome to LA. Oh, you're crying over there on drugs. Well, you know, how can I get rich off of that? You know, you, you, you're yeah. dying. Well, let me get rich off of that too. But you if know? look at it too, you know, I mean, we could stay on this forever, but look at Hollywood as its own thing, right? As its own community, right? 
the it's number like, of it's suicides. Like the po- it's like Hollywood is like the Popoff Ministries. You know that guy Popoff that he, he he was like back in the eighties and nineties. He you would go to his revival tents. Okay. And he would have an earpiece, and he was fed information by his wife on his earpiece. And but he would go up to like people. about people. And yeah, tell he would about, go right. like he was an evangelist, and he would go up to people and like you. You in the wheelchair, you can walk, you can walk. And people were like throwing money yes. and crying and buying his holy water and all his books and his holy. It's like the Wizard of Oz. And yeah. Then, and then, and and, then the and veil's the... lifted and it's his wife and she's getting all the information. Exactly. Right. This is That's the society we live in. That's no, exactly that's what, what it is. That's what I'm saying about like this Facebook suicide thing. Look at Hollywood as a community and look at the number of suicides, the number of like mental illness. Yeah fucking drug addiction this isn't the place like we say this always but it's like this isn't something that you necessarily want in your life this is not sanity who are the people (laughs) who are the people dropping everything for the opportunity to commit suicide (laughs) like like i i so bad want to be famous just so i could fucking be more insecure and then just od one day like no but i'm saying you go to facebook and people just are grasping at fucking straws. And sometimes those straws are oh, a fucking God. noose. You know what I mean? I mean, honestly, it's just another platform of social media that's ruining our lives. And it, and, and it's just... And there were dudes uh, predicting this shit. You could look it up. And, there were and dudes like Alex just, Jones and all these other guys. And it's just, cre- and it's just creating more and more. Um, I mean, the beginning of the apocalypse is it's right now. The fact that you can we can turn on the computer and any given moment we can watch somebody being raped and then somebody else being drowned and somebody being murdered and everybody's like, oh, okay, I need no. to go to Starbucks and get some coffee. I mean, that's the reality the that we're living. The zombie apocalypse is the cell phone apocalypse. Okay. Oh, I like that. Because you could go anywhere at any given time. And everybody's like zombies on their cell phones. And you could just look up and be like, that's a nice <laughs> tree right there. And then look down and be like, that's 100 people on their cell phones right now. There's just this whole level of like, this is where I get my information and this is what is actually dictating my life. Yeah. And it's me looking down into this thing in order to see my own reflection. It's like some weird mirror, mirror on the wall bullshit and people are fucked up over it. It's so fucking crazy. Anyway, I want to move on from this whole Facebook thing because... But if you uh, go to our Facebook page... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And like our stuff, go ahead. And, you know, since the last time we had an episode a lot of things been going down here in LA and other places that have to do with celebrities and one of my favorite stories that went down and talk about social media and stuff like that it was the fire festival in the Bahamas and how everybody was just like dying on social media and it was like the hunger games it was the best thing for a couple days it was really awesome it was Talk about something from bad to worse to completely just catastrophic, and <laughs> it, you know it wasn't it. Okay, so you know if if you if you haven't heard about Fire Festival, it's spelled F Y R E, which um right there's a, a red flag because that's not they a should just spell. call it the Lit Festival. They could have called it Lit Festival, but <laughs> so like you said, it was Jaw Rule. Was one of the was one of the ja guys. Rule and Billy McFarland and, and Billy they McFarland. okay. So I'm gonna read a little proverb. If I can call it a proverb okay. or whatever. And I went to the firefestival.com okay. right now, and it starts by saying April 29th, 2017, and it says yesterday was a very challenging day for all of us. 
but we would like to fully explain what happened. Billy McFarland and Jacques Rule started a partnership over a mutual interest in technology, the ocean, and rap music. This unique combination of interest led them to the idea that through their combined passions, they could create a new type of music festival and experience on a remote island. Well, what's, what's interesting, though, right there, the technology, the ocean, and hip-hop music, you would think... They were an like acid. A, no, but you would, think, you would think the next sentence were, so they created an underwater speaker. <laughs> technology That's... with the ocean... And music, yeah. I'm thinking, okay, so I'm in the ocean, I'm listening to hip-hop, that's, that's dope. That's cool. That, no, but apparently they decided to create this uh, festival experience on a remote island, and all hell broke loose. Pretty much, this was $12,000 a pop, so anybody that could afford 12 and by the way, they were all young kids, kids. They were all between like 18 and like 25, 26. So you know, in order to have $12,000 to go to these places... They have to be rich kids. Yes, 100%. 100%. 100%. I don't know anybody else that can be like, hey, dad, give me $12,000 so I can listen to Ja Rule. Or, like, the, or, like, <laughs> or like, like the scumbag friend of a rich kid or like a girl the rich kid likes on Instagram or something like that. Yeah, you know something I mean? it, it was, like that. It was, it was a very specific demographic. And if you don't believe us and you think we're just being like our usual completely racist bigoted selves, uh, you're right. But... Go Google it, motherfuckers. Go Google it, and you'll see these kids, and you're like, yeah, this looks like a bunch of fucking Instagram rich kids. Exactly. Up. And all hell broke loose. They, they didn't know what they were doing. They fucked up. They fucked up. And then when we go down through the list of things of why they fucked up, first of all, they didn't understand that the Bahamas was an actual island. So in order to create festivals, they needed to actually create an infrastructure of building the island out. There's no trash cans in every corner. And I, and this is from me coming from an island. Okay, right. So, they, I mean, there's a, highways, but highways are not real highways. The airport is very, very small. And it can't, and you're, you're inviting thousands of people to fly in from Miami to a small island in these shuttle airplanes in a, in a couple of days. That's not going to work out. You know, that we don't you don't have the manpower in order to take in so many people at the same time. There's not enough people in the island that can work for that. Yeah, but no one fucking thought of this shit before you decided well, to do it. Well, that's the whole thing. point. Like, I mean, they, come on. they realized they realized that it was bigger than they thought like it was going to be. They could have hired little Puerto Rican girl here and she could have fucking told all you guys that this shit would have worked. Look, first of all, Hurricane Sandy, Hurricane Eric, Hurricane fucking Italia. They all come from one region. <laughs> Pretty Over much. there. There's Over a reason there. Coachella is not on a motherfucking like island. Remote island in the Caribbean. In the Caribbean when Where it rains every single day. Human and then poor these poor white people. They're going to <laughs> I'm sorry. There but, were some Asians there too. Okay, these poor white and Asians are going to a remote island where humidity is ninety eight. That's or what if, I'm saying. Like, and look, like, it's like just, location, location, location. Yeah, like, they're walking in there. They don't know what to accept. They're like, we're going to the Bahamas. Little did they know that it rains every day for about three, four hours. Then the rain evaporates. Then it's like 200 humidity. It's 105 degrees outside. You're pretty much like a lizard dying in the desert. And there's flash fucking storms. Yeah, and there's storms. I've been to Miami, I told you. I've been to Miami, and I was sitting in, a, in this little cafe. It was next to my hotel. And it's beautiful outside. It's sunny. There's no wind, it's hot, it's humid, it's oh, amazing. And out of the fucking blue, all the umbrellas start getting turned over, 
it gets gray. It starts like raining, hailing. It's like legit storm. They wrap up the whole thing, lock us all inside the restaurant, and then they're like, just chill. And then like an hour later, it goes away, and they open it up, and they're like, and everyone's back to their shit. I was like, you guys are fucking crazy. Well, I mean, that's that's the way of the world. And and honestly, like you said, location, location, location. I don't know. They were on acid or on crack when they decided to, oh, let's take technology, our love for the islands and, and, and water, like and the no. ocean and some music. It's retarded. All they did was make a commercial. Their lineup is a fucking joke. Blink one eighty two is your headliner. <laughs> like I can't even I can't even fathom that. Like I love I love me some Blink one eighty two. When I was well, in high school in Orange County, it was amazing. But that's high school in Orange County, man. This is like the Bahamas. Does anybody fucking care? Well, about can we Blink start by the fact that it was Ja Rule? Let, let's let's just go backtrack. Let's go into that for sure. The fact that Ja Ja and you can call him Ja like he's even more famous. Like, yeah, like Ja, like ja because ja every, every, Gabor, everybody like, knows what Ja means. I would trust Ja Ja Gabor's ass to tell me where to go before I trust Ja like, Ja Rule. Okay, so where has Ja Rule been in the last fifteen years? Prison. <laughs> exactly. That's great word association right there. <laughs> I say Ja Rule, you say prison. Exactly. So literally, this little rat, because he looks like a, his little teeth look like little rat teeth. Um, they're all like separated and kind of like very rat mode. He's he's a little ratty looking. He's a little ratty ratchet looking. So he's been under a rock or in prison, in prison taking it up with the ass probably, um, being somebody's uh, uh, bitch. There were stories about that, but yeah. Like, what makes him think that he can start this festival? Like, are we are we good? Sorry, sorry. Go on. Are we losing your train of thought? No, I yeah, I need to turn my phone off. Go, go on, go on. Sorry, I know, sorry. I'm. I just lost my train of thought. Oh, okay, okay. So, Ja <laughs> Ja Ja Rule. Okay, so Ja Rule. So this is this is what I think about the whole Ja Rule thing, right? Millennials were too young to remember that Fifty Cent like murdered this guy's whole career a long time ago, and he disappeared in like two thousand two. They also have failed to recognize by going to this thing and trusting him that without Ashanti or J Lo, he cannot do anything. That's true. Name a Ja Rule song without Ashanti or J Lo. Uh, oh, he was he was once featured in a Jay Z song. Jay Z. Jay Z. Oh, Jay Z. Yeah, Jay Z. Oh, the can I get a what? Yeah, that was it. That was pretty much that was that was it. But that was like 1999. That's what I'm saying. So exactly, millennials were being conceived. We're we're being born. (laughs) We're being born, basically. This man had to literally lay low for a good 15, 20 years in order for a whole new generation of people to come in, so he can bamboozle them a second time around. And you know, while the parents a second time around, yeah, second time around, while the parents were giving these their children twelve thousand dollars was like you're gonna go there to see who ja like no ja wasn't cool back in the day not at all and i'm white from wisconsin and no ja was not cool back in the day he wasn't i mean he was cool for a minute yes a lot of his songs like charlemagne the god or whatever from power 106 whatever the fuck he said in like a recent thing that like in 20 years you know he's gonna be like a legend and people are gonna be dancing to his songs yeah but like like fucking ABBA is like legendary for their stupid songs. Like, but I fucking Queen, love ABBA. Queen is like those are legends. Like Guns N' Roses. Those are Ja, ja Rule is not gonna be a legend. Ja Rule is gonna be a karaoke song at best. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like your lips 
Yo, uh, uh. I was like, come on, man. Ashanti? Yeah, that's Ashanti's part. Yeah, that's the best part. That's the best Ash- part of the fucking song. <laughs> you, know who, you know who Ja Rule is? He is the fourth member of Boys to Men with the with the cane. Oh, yeah, with the with the deep voice. And the deep voice. And they just throw him in there like, yo, we need you in your bag. Yeah, baby. Please forgive me for all the wrong I, I did. I just let you know. I feel bad. <laughs> that, that, like, the only people who like that guy is, like, super fat black ladies who are like, I need a real man in my life. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like... Let me tell you something. Ja Rule is being sued for $100 million. This man needs to go back to the prison where they took him out of and just lay low forever. Don't come out. Don't make partnerships with weird technology kids that are like 22 years old. There's a whole other thing about that kid. What's his name? Yeah, uh, Billy Billy McFarland. Okay, so Billy McFarland, right? If you look at a bunch of these articles about this guy, it's like tech you know, entrepreneur, da-da-da. The motherfucker's like 24 years old, okay? So don't tell me you're a tech fucking mogul when, if you do look up his lineage of his little entrepreneur fucking nonsense, they've all lost money, and he's basically embezzled money out of everyone he fucks with, all of investors. He got like $2 million for some app that never came out. He has another... So he's being he, sued another way. So the, they're saying that it was a Ponzi scheme. So pretty much he was it was he was like the, the modern-day uh, Madoff. Yes, I think that what happened was... And this is like... This is the worst part for Ja Rule. It's like... Dog, how old are you? If you think about it, he was on a song with Jay-Z. So Jay-Z is some freaking mogul who owns <laughs> half the fucking business now and half of Hollywood. Yeah. This guy's like fucking running everything. And then you got a guy who was on a song with him... Getting played by a 24-year-old claiming that he could have a fucking festival? Like, how dumb are you, Ja Rule? I, that's called desperation, if that's I've ever, like, like oh, smelled yeah. it. I got this young nigga. He, man, he knows he knows his shit. Like, yeah, that's, that's you, you know what that reminds me of? You know when you grow up with somebody and you guys, like, did a play together or you did something really, you know, sort of big together, like, back home, you know? And everybody's like, oh, you both are going to be great and you both are going to be amazing. And then suddenly one of them goes to college and, you know, takes off and or becomes a doctor or, or because and then the other one's still living in the basement with his parents, still come still exactly. try, still but trying to come up with fu- some scheme. And that's another fucking with the get rich quick scheme. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yo, yo, son, like yes. I got this idea. And I got this kid with me. He's like a he's like a tech. Mobile. Yeah, he's this trying to get know, rich scheme. This the, kid knows everyone. And the kid's the whole time going like, yo, man, I just met Ja Rule. I think I talked him into this dumbest shit ever. I think he's going to go for it. You know what I mean? And that's exactly how that conversation went. Oh, my God. Dude, fucking L.A., fucking Hollywood. Ja People Rule are like, Ja Rule. Can he, you know, you know who Ja Rule reminds me of, speaking of Ja? Who? Because Ja Rule right now is the biggest joke and is the biggest fraud. But I think there's one that's bigger than that, and that is my arch nemesis. And if anybody who's anybody who's heard all my shows knows that my arch nemesis, which is embarrassing because I should have a better one. You should have a taller one. <laughs> is Bow Wow. Wow, Bow Wow. I, I want to say... I was, wow, I, Bow Wow. I, I was going to say like, Bow Weezy or something, but like that doesn't make me sound cool. No, and the fact cool. that you know what makes me sound like more uncooler? The fact that I call him my arch well, a he, nemesis. He or, is your arch nemesis because you don't like him and he bothers you. Look, he, he bothers me too. He, he bothers, bothers everybody. I, I he bothers the internet. Um, So... What happened with Bawa? Okay, first of all, Bawa retired about a year ago, which means when you retire a year ago, you should just go away. 
We don't listen at, at from least you. For a year. Yeah, we don't we don't hear you. We don't see you. You're not in the limelight because that's what retiring and retirement is called and it's all about. You take a chill pill. You take all your money. You go chill in the Bahamas and the fire festival. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Start festivals. You start festivals. You leave me the fuck alone. But Bow Wow, since his retirement, has been constantly in the media and it bothers me. His new media thing is this. So the other day, he posted on his Instagram account taking a flight from Atlanta to New York. And it was this huge, huge, like a Boeing, like one of those private jets that you take to like Hong Kong. Like a real one. Like a real one. Okay. Like usually from Atlanta to New York, you take a a small private jet, you know, airplane, maybe four or five people. You don't need a huge one. This was like something for about like Air Force One style. Okay. All right. And he has a Rolls Royce and 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 a, I don't know, Mercedes. And he's like flexing. As he's posting that, somebody in his airplane, because he wasn't in a private jet, he was actually in a commercial flight, not even first class. He was in the wing. Oh, he had a window seat, though? He had the window seat. Somebody. I mean, it's the same price as all the other seats. It's probably like 100 bucks or something. But yeah. Somebody called him out and said, here's Shad Moss, and he's sitting in the airplane while he's like pretty much flexing. Flexing online, yes. Flexing that he's taking this private Mm. jet online. Now, that is just ridiculous to me. This little kid has managed. This little kid, he's older than the both of us. I, <laughs> you know, he's one of those. He's one of those kids that's never gonna age. He's gonna look the same when he's sixty, and it's gonna freak me out. He's like Gary Coleman. If Gary Coleman like had the internet when he was alive, is he alive? <laughs> is Gary Coleman alive? I don't know. But and not much taller either. But then, I mean, look. But then after that, the internet obviously proceeded to just drag him to hell. But that's why the internet is is the best, you know. For all the bullshit we're talking about, Facebook Live, Twitter, is a whole nother. No one's committing suicide on Twitter, but they are murdering a lot of fucking people on Twitter. Yeah, definitely. And I, he I, got murked. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just hilarious the fact that somebody just called him out right there on the airplane, like as he was probably posting that picture He's like looking behind the seat like which one you (laughs) and the person proceeded to at him as he was like making fun of him so you know he got that at as he was posting this weird his heart probably just fucking sunk he probably wanted to commit suicide on on Facebook Facebook Live Live. (laughs) just Just so he can garner some more attention on that some more views for his new mixtape that's never coming out Um, so look so much so much to say about Bow Wow, but his response the so next day was nothing, really funny. Or nothing to or say nothing. about it. It actually, <laughs> it actually, about Bow it wow. probably hurts me more than it hurts him to talk about him to for him to talk about himself. But look, the next day he was so fucking pissed. He was on like Instagram Live, like eating. Oh my god, I just don't like this kid. Eating like I don't know peanuts or something. He's like, ain't nothing to talk about. Ain't nothing to talk about. Ain't nothing to talk. Yes, there is something to talk about. You got clowned. You got clowned by someone who's not you. One, but somebody who was who was sitting in the in the seat next to you, who paid the same price as you, who was going from Atlanta to New York, probably to visit like their mom or their okay. sister. You know what I'm thinking about, actually. No, nobody was taking thing. private jets. Nobody, nobody's taking a, a Boeing 747 Boeing from Atlanta to New York. That's like an hour and a half. That's like a two hour flight. Yeah, and look, and look, we know you're probably wearing sweats. This fool's always wearing sweats for no fucking reason. I mean, every time I see this guy, he's wearing sweats. Like, are you are you an athlete? You're relaxing? What's good? You're retired? Okay. So 
The next day, he's all pissed. Then, like, two days later, now he has an excuse. Y'all don't understand the method of my madness. I'm doing this for publicity. For publicity of a show that I couldn't tell you what it is because no one's going to watch it. That you got on BET or something. And that's how you do publicity. your own publicity by clowning yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, imagine if you're, like, if you're Drake and Meek Mill, right? Just think about this. This is it's a little off topic, but think about this. No, I like this. Remember when Drake says, you got bodied by an R&B nigga, right? By a singing nigga. By a singing nigga, right? Yeah. You got bodied... And then Meek Mill like felt really bad, right? He's like, damn, I felt I bad. Did. I got bodied by a, you know, by a singing nigga, right? And then what if you're Shad Moss and you got bodied by like just a random person? Like, yeah. like, <laughs> you just got bodied by, by a like, random person just bodied you? You just got bodied by like a white lady. Like <laughs> yeah, what the yeah. fuck? by like a 14-year-old kid. <laughs> you're like, isn't that guy from NC with CSI Cybernet? Like <laughs> You got bodied by an eighth grader? Like yeah. Just think about that. But the it's thing is up. that Shad Moss is the size of an eighth grader, so he can get bodied by it. I mean, this guy needs to literally just go away. I am so tired of, like, every morning. But I we're get... talking about him, but is that equaling and, like, does it, is it It's not equaling any, t- any type of fame to you him. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, yeah. any fame is good or, like, you know, any publicity, any, any publicity, is, publicity is good publicity. In this but... case, in this case, it's not. Then after the whole like private jet fiasco, everybody's doing the bow wow challenge. So it's like you bow know, wow challenge though is fucking hilarious. Yeah, like how do I flex without never ever even like leaving the house? You know, <laughs> it's like how do I flex and then clown myself immediately? Like people are doing it. He actually did one with a comedian girl because he got played for this other thing where he's sta- okay. Have you seen this? So bow wow standing um, in front of like a bunch of kids on a field trip. Yeah. And they're, like, walking. There's just a bunch of kids walking on a field trip, right? Like, yeah. 30 kids. And he goes on Instagram Live, and he's like, they don't know it's me. Nobody knows who you <laughs> These kids are kids. <laughs> Nobody knows who you are. They weren't around when you had Be Like Mike. <laughs> or was that you or was that Romeo? I don't know. Nobody knows. I don't even know. Or Little Mama, because they both look the same. All three of those. Actually, Romeo, he grew up. He's tall now. The rest of you motherfuckers are still short. No one knows. Oh, my God. Bow Wow, please freaking just retire and go. You know, the funniest part of this was that after, like, everybody's clowning him and trolling him. He... Other artists were clowning him no, and trolling him? No, he came out and he tried to obviously, you know, do his man peacocking thing. And he was right. like... Um... Which is very hard to do at four foot uh, six. <laughs> exactly. Um, he was like, well, I put Trey Songs and uh, Chris Brown and Sierra on the map. And then Chris Browns was like, somebody needs to take Bow Wow's phone away. And that's exactly yeah. how I feel. Like, somebody please take this guy. It's like, you What are... did he do for Sierra? Other than, I think he made her stand out because she was so much taller than him. <laughs> People were like, what kind of fucking charity case is this? You know somebody what I mean? Somebody needs to take away his cell phone. Somebody needs to put him in the corner, put a dunce hat and be like, dude, you're not leaving your room. You're not playing video games for the next month and a half. He should say you that he made chill. Snoop Dogg. He should be like, who made Snoop Dogg? <laughs> He probably would. Fucking, I hate you, Bow Wow. <laughs> oh, man. I don't hate you, dude, but you're really oh, funny. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, I you're do. You're really funny. Not again. Yeah, I learned a game from William Wesley. You can never check me. Back to back for the niggas that didn't get the message. Back to back like I'm on the cover of Lethal Weapon. Back to back like I'm Jordan 96, 97. Oh, very important and very pretentious. When I look back, I might be mad that I gave this attention. Yeah, but it's weighing heavy on my conscience. Yeah, and fuck you left the boy no options. 
my niggas go insane. You gon' make me step out of my fucking frame. You gon' make me buy bottles for Charlemagne. You gon' make me go out of my fucking way. I waited four days, nigga, where y'all at? I drove here in the rave playing AR app. I'm not sure what it was that really made y'all mad. But I guess this is what I gotta do to make y'all rap. I mean, oh, can't fool the city, man, they know what's up. Second floor, Tussie's getting shoulder rubs. This for y'all to think that I don't write enough. They just mad cause I got the Midas touch. You love it and you gotta get a world tour. Is that a world tour or your girl's tour? I know that you gotta be a thug for her. This ain't what she meant when she told you to open up more. Yeah, trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. Yeah, you getting body by a singing nigga. I'm not the type of nigga that'll type the niggas. And shout to all my boss, bitches, wife, and niggas. Here we go. Make sure okay. you hit them with the so, brain up. Eric. Um, I'm happy that we talked about all the stuff that's happening now and that's been happening the last couple of three weeks, but also in the last three weeks, something very important that we need to commemorate has happened that was always will be part of LA, LA culture and everybody's mindset that were living here right. and actually went through it. And those were the 1992 LA riots. And it's you, the 25th anniversary. It's a yeah. 20, it was the 25th anniversary starting in uh, April all the way till May because it lasted a couple of days. And uh, it was a very intense sort of week here in L.A. And when that came out a couple of weeks ago, I was like, wow, you know, it's been 25 years. I remember seeing this on TV, everything from, you know, the Rodney King beating to the whole, you know, the acquittal, the trial, and Mm -hmm. then to the point that L.A. completely burned. And then you told me a crazy story that you were actually there. And I was that was even more of an important story. So you might want to share something like that. Sure. Um, It's really interesting because uh, I've shared this story with a few friends in the past, like when I was in, in high school and stuff, like right afterwards, you know. Um, so 92, I was 12 years old, right? I'm 12 years old. Um, and it was interesting. So I grew up in a very political household. My mom was really with, uh, the farm workers and Cesar Chavez's whole movement. Yeah. Um, as well as just, I mean, I want to say like a slightly communist type situation, but we were involved in this, in this kind of stuff, right? Me personally, I was just a fucking kid. I had no choice. I would just end up at these places. So the verdicts are released. And, yeah, and we're sitting in our house. And for those who don't know, because there's probably people that don't okay. know, tell them about the verdicts. What, okay, what so happened? Rod- okay, yeah. so Rodney King was in in this whole age of um, surveillance, right? This is pre-social media. This yeah. is just like surveillance and videotaping, right? At the time, consumer electronics were at an all-time high, the same way they are now. So mm-hmm. everyone had a video camera. People were actually buying video cameras and recording things. So black dude gets pulled over near the freeway. A dude across the way is recording it, and he gets fucking beat to shit within an inch of his life. Um, It's recorded, and then the cops are prosecuted, and, and... and they go to court. It was and four white cops. It was four white cops. And and you know just to just to touch on this a little bit, this was the early '90s in Los Angeles. The early '90s, racial tensions were at an extreme they were at high. An, they were at an all time high. There was, there was a, also on um, the hip hop thing was going on. N.W.A. Yeah. Snoop. That's it. I was just gonna get at that. Yeah. The, the, then the music. Dre. The music was was indicative of what was happening in that society, and it wasn't really helping because it was just creating. It was the era of gangbangers. But it proved these guys right. Yeah. Ice T. Exactly. Like the movie Colors. All yeah. this stuff was about these 
corrupt Corrupt. fucking cops officers absolutely who are who are who aren't even from these communities if you have a community like the rampart district right yeah which was a predominantly mexican black neighborhood yet all the cops are white and they're kicking the shit out of these little kids yeah who are just looking for direction and they're freaking bullies i mean and that's not even that's not even there it's not even for them it's not even there was like a there was a shift yeah in this time there was definitely a shift and so i mean they go to trial and of course, they get acquitted of like all charges, like they like everything do, like, that's happening now. All the Black Lives Matter people like, are getting acquitted from shooting. Yes, and that's what I'm saying too about all this new kind of protests. It's like, guys, the shit hasn't really changed. The, the protests aren't really going to do a heck of a lot because it's just as bad as it was. So they're acquitted, and we're sitting there in our living room, and we're watching me, my mom, and my older sister. And they're like livid. Like they're both like very strong, opinionated women. I'm sure, but that's a very that's a very sad moment. Okay, so my mom now, yeah, we're Mexicans living in LA, but we also lived in a house. She also had a, a new car, like a nice car, French car, the Peugeot. They don't even make it anymore. And she's like, <laughs> everyone get in the car. And I've heard that before, but I'm like, here we go, right? We drive down. If you look at the news, uh, any news clip, it all started at Parker Center. So downtown where the cops used to have their headquarters, this place called Parker Center. So we park around the corner in this lot and we go and I'll never forget. So you have my mom. She takes off her chancla. It's very Mexican. She takes off her sandal. And, she, and there used to be a mailbox outside of Parker Center. Now, I, I was a very anxious, scared kid. Okay, <laughs> I'm walking around. There's people fucking everywhere. So I lose my sister. So you're telling me right after the verdicts, everybody was out in the streets, straight up protest, right? Straight up. Straight up protest. As soon as they said not, not guilty, guilty, she said everybody get in the get car, car and, and we drove and there. And think about it. If your mom said that, that was the mentality of everybody in the city. There were so many city. people there. There were hundreds and it was just getting more. That so was the on. mentality of everybody right there, right then in the streets. Get in the car. We are going and we're going outside and we're, and we're going protest. straight to the police. And we're going to straight to the police, to police station. Yeah. They just straight announced to... the verdict. They couldn't even get the dudes out the front we're, door. Yeah, we're going we straight were to there. City Hall. We're going straight up we there. there. So I see my mom with the chancla. She's banging on the mailbox saying, no justice, no peace, no justice, <laughs> no peace. And I'm like, this is awesome. My sister is spitting on cops faces. No lie. Go sister. Spitting on cops faces, <laughs> trying to incite a damn riot. So all of a sudden we're standing there. I'm just I'm just looking around. I'm just anxious and scared. Straight up, I'm scared. I'm 12 years old. I was skinny as fuck. You should have seen me. I look like a little Ethiopian boy, like slightly light skinned. And I look over and someone starts fucking burning uh, the place where security sits in to open the gate. Yeah. That thing goes falls over and now is on fire. And I look and I see my sister running towards me. I look at my mom. She's like. Let's go. Get in the car again. And we get it, okay, so we get in the car. We drive around the corner right in front, and there's literally people jumping over the hood of our car because that's when the cops, they started coming at us. Yeah. Because once they start, I mean, you could spit, you could do whatever, but you start burning shit, their shit, it's over. Yeah. Well, I mean... When so that's my that's my that's, story. And that's we went a, home and just watched it. Well, that's but that's amazing because right, I guess that's when it started, and... After that, for the for the couple of days after that, pretty much, L.A. was under siege. This, I mean, they brought in our like the forces, the armed forces were here in their tanks. They, it was a war zone. It was literally a war zone. And well, what the, they did for the first few days is they just let the city burn. Burn, and this yeah. Is, and 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 this is kind of how fucked up these dudes are. Is like you, you push, 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 and, and and this is what I wish like everyone, every minority, not just. 
everyone, white people, black people. This is what people don't understand about the establishment. There's not that many of them. So they could push, 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 just because they got the guns, just because they... Yeah. Niggas got guns, too. Okay, we got rocks. All right? We got fucking metal poles. So as soon as they push, 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 and then we push back, they retreat. And they actually let the city burn for two days before they even started coming to the fucking neighborhood well, because they were scared. Because yeah, they were scared, and they didn't have they didn't have the backup. They and didn't, they didn't have the backup they, they, because the because, people are outnumbered. Yeah, they, they the were establishment. Of course, but that's what happens. That's what happens when an entire society, an entire city, goes in revolt. There's not enough backup for that. That's when they needed to bring in the armed yeah, the forces National Guard, and right. the national guard because they literally needed the country's backup for this. Because I'm sorry, it was very well deserved. And, and and the fact that but unfortunately when you have a city that is riding almost against itself we weren't going to woodland hills where these cops live we weren't going to fucking you know to beverly hills to go rob like the rich people not that that's fucking cool that's stupid it's stupid to rob no, they, anybody they, they, they burn saying, their own they places burn their <laughs> own fucking community down but you i guess think- you know what i see it i see it more as a it's just frustration. Frustration. I, I saw it as a point of they wanted to make a point. And what I see beyond this, it's the fact that I get to live in the city now, right? And right. I get to live somewhere like Koreatown, where right. back in the day, in 1992, that wasn't Koreatown. It, well, it, Normandy Street right it here. It used to be right. where exactly everything was that. And in downtown, and, and people take it the for granted. The you went downtown on Normandy, yeah. it just started getting crazier yeah. and crazier. So, and you, you MacArthur Park and all that area, because that's when it starts getting very, very crazy. And you, you pass, you know, Vermont, and you start getting to downtown. And... What people don't understand is nowadays, and all the people that move here or have been living here maybe for the last, I don't know, 10 years, that thank God for them, they did that, that you can live where you're living now. You know, you're you're living in downtown. Downtown was not that. That was the hub where everything was happening. That's where you, it was untouchable. You couldn't go there back in the day. Look, if you think about it, if you think about what you're saying, which is really funny, which actually reminds me of like the whole gentrification thing that we always talk about, but it's very prevalent here. And everywhere we turn, I was just out the other day and someone came up to me like, oh, do you talk about gentrification on your podcast? And I was like, well, yeah, okay. we do well, because because it's it's, it's it's so relevant in what's going on. But, you know, it, it, it comes from a backstory. There's backgrounds to all this gentrification. And, you know, there's how to better communities, which was th- what I was getting at. But then it comes to, like, now big developers coming in. So there's there's a fine line. That's what I'm saying. There's a fine line. There's like, you burn line. a city down. And yeah. now the people who actually own that place can't even afford to fix it up. They kind of have to sell. You come in to buy, and yeah. then and then the and the city starts to revitalize. But the city has has came super far, I think, internally from that time. I don't think the tensions are like that. They might be like that in in Ferguson, Missouri, or yeah. But the tensions are not like that anymore. I I feel like you. I kind could... of think they learned their lesson. That's what a I'm bit. but that's what I'm saying. And and, and I find it very kind of inspi- awe inspiring. And right. the fact that literally this the city had to be burned down to the ground in order to rise up again for like a phoenix rising from the ashes, if I might say so, in order for people to like understand, in order for people to take notice and and we should be ever so grateful for all those people who were there in the front lines and, and when they were there when they were burning and they were doing the looting and they were doing and you saw you if you go if you go google it you see asian cats with like like machine guns like trying yeah, to protecting prote- their prote- shit protecting their shit and that- all kinds of business owners were doing that but i think it brought 
a lot of people together That's on what I'm both saying. sides. Yeah. Even the looters and rioters, right? Because it, it created this kind of like weird community, like like us against them mentality. But then for those business owners is they all had to link up and protect each other's shit, like you were exactly. saying. Exactly. You know what I mean? With guns and... And and, it, and, it, and it, it's in a weird way, it definitely brought a community together because they were fighting the higher power. And it's it brought almost, the gangs together, if you, if you and, remember. And it brought, like, it brought and the, it's the funny. Crips and Bloods together. I don't know if you watch Game of Thrones, but you know how they're all fucking killing each other, but now they have to come together so they can so they can fight the, the, the White Walkers. That It was kind of it's that kind same. Of the same shit, yeah. It was the same thing. I mean, if I can put an analogy towards it. Right. Like, all the bad people... And the not so bad people, but all the corrupt and the mob and all, you know, all the different gangs were coming together in order to fight the higher power, which was the police. But isn't yeah. the police always like the white walker in this situation? Well, yeah, I mean, what's <laughs> crazy, the police. what's crazy is, is, is I remember communities in the nineties that were, you know, rampant with crime, drugs, all this kind of stuff. And yes, it was a horrible thing that happened to Rodney King, who's who actually passed away, which is not crazy. too long ago though. Yeah, in like a pool accident or something weird. Like so, he was always sad. meant to kind of like. Yeah, I mean, hey, sometimes your time, sometimes it's not. But you know what I mean? Yeah, if yeah. His death, yeah. it comes to catch up eventually. But I think that how it brought this city together was we actually had an opportunity to show the world mm-hmm. how fucked up it is. Like yeah. this shit's fucked up. So then they had to make. Um, a stand against their own behavior, you know? So yes, yeah. it still happens. Yes, there's still people being, you know, beat up by cops. But I'm telling you, it's way less prevalent now than ever. And I think they've kind of tightened up how they do things. Um, the Rampart District after that got fucking gutted because that was the most corrupt district here. Mm-hmm. So a lot of really good things happened. A lot of people came together. A lot of families came together. But I don't know. Most importantly, though, like, it did give a face to a struggle. You know what I mean? It, it really did. And I I absolutely believe so. It really did. We, I mean, we wouldn't be as, as L.A. cultural and, you know, like the cultural diversity and acceptance that we have nowadays wouldn't be there if that didn't happen. If, if all the... Exactly. Reginald Denny, who got beat up on the corner of uh, Florence and Normandy, um, he was a white truck driver just driving through just minding his business yeah and this guy which is really funny it's it's always seen as like a race thing this is a class thing this is the cops that think they are of a higher class than the the fucking neighborhood they work in so then they do whatever the fuck they want there yeah. because there's no repercussions because it's just them right yeah so you have reginald denny truck driver hard-working dude fucking white dude gets pulled out of his car and is almost beat to death but it's on live tv that a- alone change race relations mm-hmm. for a lot of people because a lot of people felt really bad about what they're seeing on all sides of the fucking yeah. coin black people Mex- i don't want to be judged as as a person who's gonna but it beat wasn't, a white but guy the, up for no reason the, the, you know the what i mean the thing is the thing is that it was not even you know it's funny because there's a whole song sublime that they did a whole song about this it wasn't it wasn't about the white man it wasn't about the mexican it wasn't about the black man it was about the cops it was all about the corruption of the cops and how they had the, 
for some reason wearing that uniform and giving them the, the, those guns, they become they became the biggest monsters, the biggest mobsters around town. And it was all about that. The corruption was at an all time high. It was all about how do we stop these bullies, which are the cops that are here supposed to serve and protect us. And they're coming in here and taking whatever the fuck they want, killing whoever the fuck they want. And we can't do anything about it. And that was a major that was a major player. That was the yeah. the nemesis, the antithesis of, of the entire situation. It was like, yeah. we don't know how to get rid of the cops and nobody will believe us. You know? Yeah, and yeah it's, for it, sure. But it also like, um, there's this saying, and I'm going to obviously butcher it, but it says something to the effect of like, if you stare at the beast too long, you become him, right? Yeah. So we were so mad at the cops that day. The city was so mad yeah. that we became exactly what they're doing. And that was an opportunity for us all to be like, yo, we got to check ourselves. Like, we just burnt down our fucking city. Why? Well, I mean, I honestly... Like, like they're killing us. So in retaliation, we're going to kill ourselves? Like, or we're going to fuck up our own communities? That's what I'm saying. So there was so much polarizing activity to come out of yes. what could have been a very small event if no one reported on it. But the fact that it was all over the place, it was on live news. This was before OJ. Yeah, this was this right. was the this was well, pre OJ. It's so it's so funny that you say that about OJ because a couple years after, then the whole OJ thing happened, and I remember sitting there. I Everyone was, I, watched that. No, thing. I was there. I I was in sixth grade. I would never forget it. And it was the day of the verdict, and I was in Puerto Rico, and we were talking about in sixth grade on in recess. We were like. Oh my God, the verdict, the verdict. It, they're it like, was the biggest thing in the world. For a couple of days, all the juries, you know, and it was like everybody was waiting on it. Everybody was waiting on it. And I turned to my friend. His name was Fernando Castro. I will never forget it. I'm like, he is going to be found not guilty. And this is me being Puerto Rican in the island. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, the black people, the black community is not going to let him be found guilty. Not after that. Not after what happened. It was what, a direct offshoot it was of a the riots. It was a direct. That's exactly what I'm saying. It was like a sequel. It was like, it was, it was like riots part two. It was because like, if you had been found guilty, there would have been another riot. That's exactly what my point is. They couldn't let these It was the complete opposite of what happened between Obama and Trump. <laughs> you know, they're like, you know how Trump was the backlash of Obama and mm -hmm. he won and everybody going, went crazy? That couldn't happen again. If OJ would have been found guilty, it would have been the riots once more. Yep. And that's why I feel half why he was found not guilty. For sure. It, I mean, even right afterwards, I was in school. I was in, I think I was in Orange County. I was in Newport Beach. And we were watching it in class. And it was a white school. I'm looking at the, at the case because that was the first time there yeah. was no, no fucking court TV or none of this shit. Remember? But every day, everyone that, watched every that day, thing. Me and Judge my mom also, used to. Every day, every all day, that. that was streamed live. Streamed live. That was just it from, was on. It was all day live. Long. It was the biggest TV. thing ever. It was right? the biggest thing ever. And but if you watch it, you knew kind of like he was guilty of something, right? He of kind course, of did he something. was guilty of something. Of course, I mean, he hired a hitman. Whatever it was, he was guilty of something. Something but went down. But the point is. That's not the point of this. The point was that he was going to be found not guilty because it was the it was it was the, a direct offshoot of the riots. And if this happened again, the entire country was going to go and riot. Like it was going to be the revolt again, and they couldn't have that happen. So they'd rather take the hit. You know, I think that well, they got him eventually. You know, he's in jail. Well, now. you know, they got him for stealing his own trophy. 
But you know, it always catches up to you. It always catches up. Like That's fucking said. crazy, man. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll leave you right there. My name is Natalia. And like I said, life is not that serious. Go and take a chill pill. Get yourself an enemy. Light some fire under your ass. Tell Bow Wow to go fuck himself. Do a Bow Wow challenge. Hashtag that shit. Put it on Instagram. Send it to me at my so-called LA life. And I'll leave you right there. <laughs> and be safe. Bye. I don't know if you can, but can you get an order for ONS? That's O-N-S Junior Market. The address is 1934 East Anaheim. All the windows are busted out. And it's like a free for all here. And the uh, owner should be able to come down here and see if he can secure his business. He wants to. Temple, 938 Temple.